Welcome back to the Bushnell Project, and we are finally at the end here of Hebrews 13. I wanted to wrap it up with a conclusion, if you will, more of a review. Looking at this great letter, why Hebrews, why do what I do? Well, I do what I do because there are a few that listen and encourage me to do it. I don't do it for a large audience. I do it for the few, if you will. And I'm glad to to be a voice. I know that through this medium, if technology doesn't blow up, maybe my voice will carry on for years after I am gone. As Hebrews has. But Hebrews is much more important and a much more valuable voice as it is God's Word. And a couple thousand years ago, the author preached or penned this sermon. And it is very, very relevant. So he's writing to us. He wants us to grasp that we we need to guard ourselves with spiritual integrity, that we need to realize that there's that there are disciplines to the Christ-centered life. And so he's he's preaching at us or um, encouraging us, exhorting us through this letter to to be students of scripture. And and so I'm continuing that theme, right? He's also wanting us to embrace the reality, if you will, of the beauty of Christ that we see in the scriptures and of Jesus who is who is very real and very present today. And that he is our hope. Our, all of our hope is in Christ Jesus to for salvation and to persevere to persevere to the end. And that we would press on or run the race, as he puts it, run the race of faith that is before us or run the race in our faith that is before us. And going after that goal, going after the the medal, going after winning the race. And we do that by being becoming more mature until the, the day we die, right? Until our dying day. And that finally that we that we would um, be mindful of the other Christians who are around us and those who are suffering and realizing too that we might and it's okay. But all these things are as we are mindful of that is also to guard against false teachings, guard against bad doctrine, guard against even weak doctrine that might bring us to that place of unbelief and sin. And there's lots of warnings throughout this. And so the the church, the early church here, they they start off with uh, in real, real strong, moving forward, lots of good things in the early church happening as it grew, but then it started to come under some persecution. And with this persecution, you started to find out who the real, who the real believers were, right? Some kind of all of a sudden disappeared. So there's this, this, like the coach at halftime, the old, you know, the olden days, we call this exposition, expositional preaching. And it's, it's a challenging, a, a call to arms, but we're behind it, but we can win this. We, we can win this. Well, we know that we're victorious in Christ Jesus. And it's reminding us, uh, reminding us to do that. And he wants us to see the beauty of Christ. And so he brings in the Old Testament. He centers it all around Christ and highlights Jesus and highlights the unbelief 
of those in the Old Testament and what their consequences were. And over and over again, he's, he's quoting the scripture from the, from the Old Testament. And this instills in us, right, this idea that, wow, if there was that much glory, if you will, about, uh, to the shadows, to the warnings, uh, to not really the warnings, but to the shadows or the prophecies of the Christ to come, the Messiah, how glorious is the real thing. And now we have the real thing that the shadows didn't have any substance if you had no faith. And the real thing, of course, is, is Jesus, and he's not a thing. He is the creator of the universe. But this Jesus that came, he's real. And all these prophecies that came forward. And so uh, one guy that uh, I appreciate, uh, Pastor James, from he was down at First Baptist Lindale. Now I think he's pastoring a church up in Canada. We did this extensive Bible study in Hebrews and he, he wrote this about, uh, about Christ. The focus of chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, 13 is Jesus is God's Son. As God's Son, He is the one to whom the angels of Moses pointed. As God's Son, He identified perfectly with humanity. As God's Son, He is the final and complete revelation of God. The focus of 4.14 to 10.18 is Jesus as our High Priest, we see how he is of the superior order of Melchizedek. We see how his sacrifice can actually cleanse the conscience of the sinner and make him holy. We see how his sacrifice was once for all, proving the efficacy of it. We see how his resurrection allows him to represent us continually before the Father. We see how he has paved the way for us into the true holy of holies by his death, granting us continual access to the Father. We see how his blood inaugurated a new covenant, one that can actually change the crooked heart of man. We see how the old covenant, the Levitical priesthood, the tabernacle, and the sacrificial system all pointed forward to the superiority of Christ's new covenant ministry. Hebrews may be the most Christ-saturated book in all of Scripture. Christ is held out in all of his splendor, in all of his splendid facets, living and breathing with all the dimensions given to him by the sacred writings. It is only by beholding this Jesus in all his splendor that we are able to endure in the faith. The consistent call for perseverance sounded through Hebrews is ultimately a call to cling to Christ. Only by seeing and embracing Jesus of Scripture are we able to endure. And then James talks about the warnings. So Pastor James um, talks about the warnings that we see, and that's really the third or the, the third part of it. All these warnings that we see from the Old Testament, how their disobedience or disbelief or lack of faith and what that led them to as a warning to us who now have seen Jesus now and you know now those of us in present day having the fullness of God's word the full counsel of God's word before us wow are we in trouble if our faith falters so I want to challenge you guys to press on in studying God's word reading it listening to it there's so many apps out there and ways for us to be able to listen to God's word in the morning, 
at lunchtime, in the evening, and as we fall asleep. Maybe it's the same verse or the same chapter those three or four times during the day or all week long. Not, not a bad thing. So I want you guys to really be in God's Word so that you can be true disciples of Christ, that you can really disciple your wives, disciple your families, and move forward in this great thing that we call Christianity, this great journey of grace, as I like to put it. So continue on your journey of grace, sons. I pray that you guys are having a great, great week. Apologize for this Monday edition coming up late, coming out here in the evening. Um, But hope you enjoy it. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon.